0: you are now tuned in to poppy chulo radio your web portal for the best in pop culture news and interviews
1: i see dead people they don't see each other they only see what they want to see they don't know they're dead
0: the following is a poppy chulo radio original program
2: Welcome, Foolish Mortals, to Horror Hotel, a poppychuloradio.com and iTunes-exclusive Poppy Radio, pop culture on demand. I am your host and hotel owner, Jeffrey Aruz. We're so glad you could check in. We've been dying to have you. Here on Horror Hotel, we're going to explore some of Hollywood's scariest, most frightening, and creepiest films. Please welcome my co-hosts, Night Manager, Legionnaire.
3: Smile. Not too much.
2: Concierge Supervisor, Cynthia Boyede. Hello. Night Auditor, Mark Estes.
4: Hello, hello.
2: Guest Services Supervisor, Donovan Trott.
5: Dial T for turndown service.
2: <laughs> Kinky. And, <What> it? <laughs> and Banquet Manager, Ramon Marquise.
6: Well, 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 you're just what I've been looking for.
5: That was kinky. I know.
2: (laughs) Before we head on over to the ballroom, let's stop by the front desk where one of our bellhops has a few special
0: announcements. Good evening. We thank you for your patronage. Please step all the way in and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. (laughs) I didn't mean to frighten you prematurely. The real chills come later. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash PCR Horror Hotel. Follow Panpichulo Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Panpichulo Radio. For more information on Horror Hotel, visit Panpiculoradio.com slash Horror Hotel. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at Help support Radio financially by visiting go.fund.me.com slash panpichuloradio. Are you interested in joining the Panpichulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at Binge listen to your favorite Panhpichulo Radio programs by visiting panpichuloradiocom archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes, just search for Panhpichulo Radio's Horror Hotel, and subscribe. Now, grab some popcorn and some snacks. You may step into the ballroom. It's time for your feature presentation. Thank you. It's time to
2: fire up the film projector in our ballroom so that we can discuss 1960's Les yeux sans visage, which translates into English to Eyes Without a Face. Here's the official synopsis of the film. A surgeon causes an accident which leaves his daughter disfigured and goes to extremes to give her a new face. So, y'all know what I'm going to ask. Who has seen this movie? Who had never seen this movie? Who's seeing it for the very first time? Let's start off with Cynthia.
7: First time virgin here.
2: Yes, and for the listener, Cynthia bragged, I don't need the subtitles.
7: <laughs> Throwing me under the bus.
2: No, I'm, well, I'm giving you slight praise. Everyone else will Thank throw you, you under the bus.
7: Yeah, Yeah, je parle français un petit peu. Oui,
2: oui. Donovan. You know a little
5: bit of French, right? Yep. Yes. I know enough to know that.
2: There you go. Donovan, what about you? Have you ever seen this before?
5: I've seen this movie maybe three times in the past.
2: Oh. Very nice. Legionnaire, what about you?
3: Well, je parle un peu de français named Mon is it said Pop-Off.
2: Did you Siphi- say you were about to pop off?
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> is like, he didn't say
3: anything. He did. Uh, it, I certainly did. <laughs> um, no, I have not seen this movie before. Uh, no, I haven't seen it. This is my first time. Uh-huh, okay. And
2: it sounds like Legionnaire didn't need the subtitles either. Uh, <laughs> Ramon, what about you? This is my first time. And, uh, Mark?
4: Also my first time.
2: It was my first time as well. So, okay. Awesome. So we're all virgins except for Donovan.
5: As usual. Awesome, (laughs) (laughs) All
2: Alright, so the cast wasn't that big, uh, but uh, since this is a foreign film, film, unless you really know French cinema, I don't know if anybody recognized anybody. Did anyone recognize anyone in the cast from anything they had seen before?
3: Nope. No, No, I don't know these people.
2: Okay. I didn't either. So, did anyone in the cast stand out?
5: Um, I want to say the secretary for me. Louise. Um, The first time I saw the film, I thought the father gave a really good performance but the more you re-watch it the secretary carried a lot more emotional weight than you see the first time around mm-hmm.
6: for me it would be if i said her name right Christiane or christine
2: Christiane,
6: yes Christiane. for me it would have been her
2: yeah um, i give her props as just well
6: everything about her you know her and the mass um the one scene when she took it off, Lord Jesus. Um, and then, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but her and the dogs. It was just, I just really liked her.
2: Yeah, I give props to the actress that played Christiane, Edith Scobb. She mm-hmm. did so much with her eyes. Like, yes. because obviously yeah. she's hidden behind a mask, but she sold it. Like, her That's emotions and her eyes. I mean, it was just, it was her fantastic. Body. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. It was mm-hmm. really good. Okay, so let's get into the actual film and the story. And we start off with uh, Louise, the secretary, driving, looking very nervous. And uh, she's got somebody in the back seat. We don't necessarily see the face or anything like that. But we do see her toss the body into... uh, the, the river. What did you all think was going on when you saw that? Because I thought it was a very interesting way to start the film. Besides, you know, after all, the um, the really loud uh, French instrumental in the
6: beginning. <laughs> you know, for me to start the movie that way, it definitely got my attention. I was like, oh, okay, so this is how we're going to get things popping. Um, so for me, I didn't mind it starting that way.
2: Yeah, it was really neat because it was, it was like a yeah. silent movie for like the first six minutes. I mean, minus the right. the really loud French instrumental.
3: <laughs> yeah. It was it was really it was odd, but it was a I agree. I think it was a great way to start the movie out. It just got got you in there right away and the music mm-hmm. actually added to the odd oddness of it for me. So True. <laughs> it was weird as hell, but it it was working for me.
2: Yeah, it was like um uh... Like a carnival gone mad.
3: It was, it was, it was like an ice
5: cream truck driving through hell.
2: Yes. Yeah.
5: That's funny. Wow.
6: Ice cream truck driving through hell. That is awful. I agree. I love, that. I love that.
5: I've seen this movie several times, as I said. But so, like, watching it again this time, I was noticing things that I had never noticed before. Like, starting out when she got out of that Car, I was like, "Oh my god, that is the dopest patent leather coat I've ever seen." And then, as the movie goes <laughs> on, I'm just like, "Look at all these coats! It's coats on coats on coats! Like everyone has a fly coat in this yeah. movie. Watch it again, you will see mm-hmm. the house coats, leather coats. Yes, they have some fair French coats. Mm-hmm. I'm serious this wool coats. It, there's some really dope coats in this movie. That's all I have to say."
4: Yeah, for me, the movie had a way it started off. It was kind of like it turned the expectations on like its head because mm, yeah. you see this woman driving down this road on a rainy night. You think her car might end up getting, you know like a tire might um go out and she might gotta the roast might come and kill her or something like that but in actuality she was getting ready to dump a body so it drew me in right then it's like damn not only is she sitting here weaving through this damn storm like it ain't a problem but she's handling this damn big ass heavy ass dead body and she just tossed it away and just went like okay i'm gonna go home and put a roast on you know so yes <laughs> i love
2: the car i really like the car mm-hmm.
3: yeah the car was cool
4: yeah.
2: Yeah, it was nice.
5: Well, that was um, part of why the music was so creepy. So let you know that something was off during that first scene while she's driving. I mean, obviously, she's mm-hmm. doing a really good job of letting you know that, like, with her face and whatnot, she's, like, yeah. looking over her shoulder and all that stuff. But the music sets a tone that something ain't right here. And, now, of course, there's the mm-hmm. dead body bouncing around the back. Of- mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, and when I first saw the dead I'm body, right. I'm like, does she see that? Right. Wow. <laughs> yeah. right.
7: <laughs> I honestly thought that that was the eyes without the face character at first. Yes. Ah. <laughs> yes,
1: yes,
2: I like it.
7: Like, it's yeah. behind you.
2: It's behind you. And so sure. then we're introduced to jo- Dr. Genesier, who... Uh, I guess this is the the section of the movie that's supposed to make us understand that he's a doctor. Because he's doing this lecture basically on uh, skin grafting. And um, talking about how one can uh, retain their youth forever, basically. And then we have um, women in fur coats being extra. And uh, I I want to say I like them. I wish that there was a spinoff with just those two. Because they entertained me a lot. Do y'all know who I'm talking about? Uh, Legionnaire does because he's laughing. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: They entertain me. I like them. Uh... But then um, the doctor has to go and ID a body. Because apparently his daughter... Had gone missing. And uh, apparently, another gentleman's daughter had gone missing as well, that fits the same description. But Dr. Genessier gets there first, and he positively. IDs the body as his daughter Christiane who had been missing even though uh, the father the gentleman uh, ends up approaching and is like are you sure you know because my daughter's missing are you sure it was yours and um, he's basically like yes
3: yeah that was my
2: child yeah I thought that scene was weird though just because it felt off to me because If what they were saying was accurate, you know, that that her face was removed and and all this kind of stuff, like, I would have expected him to have given a much stronger response when he saw her Mm -hmm. for the first time. So I thought something was off from, like, at that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know if anybody else noticed that or thought the same.
5: No, I I didn't. I'm trying to remember back to the first time I saw this movie, and I didn't really recognize during the whole opening sequence that anything was amiss with this character specifically until the secretary showed up. And then I knew he knew something that he wasn't saying.
2: Okay. Well, let's talk about the secretary. Because she's stalking someone very overtly, even though the stalky doesn't realize it.
5: Uh and it's interesting because in films you don't normally see women being predatory even in the horror genre Um, so it's very
4: interesting
2: yeah we have the funeral for Christiane and Louise the secretary ends up getting um, very emotional and so uh, Dr. Genesier does what anyone would do I guess (laughs) and slaps her (laughs)
3: <laughs> Hilarious I have to Ooh-ha. say that, that scene cracked me the hell out Hell yeah <laughs> I'm
6: like did he really just slap this woman The <laughs> shit out of her, her I was... Yeah
2: <laughs> That was not a love tap
3: <laughs> At all <laughs> oh, Like bitch you pull yourself together For real.
2: Yeah You know who Louise was giving me too. She was giving me Sarah Paulson
4: real realness: Really?: yes. what? Oh, yes. No she was giving she was giving yes. me Oh God, my man went blank. Jessica Lane from Feud. because she looked just like a young Jessica Lane mm. slash... um oh, Joan I my Crawford John Crawford look. because I'm like she, really? oh, God she kept reminding me of John Crawford. Um, Jessica Lankin like on um, few. I'm like, oh gosh, she keeps reminding me of her. She I was giving me her... Sarah
2: Paulson from like um Asylum or Coven. Yeah. Yeah. And so, okay, so she gets slapped, and so they leave, and they return home, and we're introduced to the Genice estate, basically. There, you know, all these various rooms. We hear Instantly, we hear hounds barking. You know that noise is coming from somewhere. And then uh, Doctor Genissier climbs. You know these long staircases, and we meet Christiane. So Christiane is not dead. She's alive, and we can't see her face.
3: Mm-hmm. So because let's... she
2: doesn't have one. I know. <laughs> so we get a lot of exposition. Basically, she was in a car accident. She blames her father for the car accident. Uh-huh. And um, her face was severely damaged. And her father has been trying to find a way to fix her face. Basically, to, to, to you know, give her her face back by uh, doing surgeries on women that uh, look ish like her and that kind of thing and he has done a successful surgery on Louise Louise uh, apparently didn't have as much of a, a facial scarring as um Christiane but uh, whatever he did to Louise like worked and so that's what gives him the hope that he can help Christiane out Let's talk about Christiane and this opening scene, and let's also talk about that mask.
5: I think in horror films, there's always something extra scary about masks, because, especially like plain ones, because they lack emotion. You can't really read Mm -hmm. what's going on behind Mm -hmm. the mask. Um, So just as like a trope, any mask in any horror film is going to be kind of scary, Um, this may be more appropriate to go into later on, but this is like a 1960s film. The first successful face transplant was actually done two years ago. And this has been something that people have talked about for a very long time since before this film came out. So at the time this movie came out, the idea that you could successfully give somebody somebody else's face was like science fiction. It was like not possible. So that's sort of the premise the film is built on. Is like this girl doesn't have a face. Her father's trying Mm -hmm. to give her a face. Um, But I will say this though: was it necessary to murder all those girls to do that? Couldn't you just find a (laughs) dead body? Uh, I'm going to guess
2: you need like the tissue to be fresh. Yeah, but
3: yeah, that's
2: what they say in other movies. Okay, yeah, you
3: do.
2: Yeah, uh, Ramon knows. (laughs)
3: <laughs> most <Ramon's> experimenting <laughs> in his basement. <laughs> no,
6: I mean I know people who work um in the medical field and also who do like mortician type of stuff. It is something to be said about a body who's still quite fresh. Um a body that either just died or is still alive. So yeah, that that's why someone would use um a live
2: person to do such an experiment. Oh, uh, okay. You know a mortician is it fader parks?
3: Oops. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Off.
2: just a she little bit
6: she don't know what the fuck she's doing
2: oh, oh wow <laughs> so what really impressed me about this scene is uh, number one we're not seeing her face at all mm-hmm. she's behind the mask or we're you know it's being shot behind her head but like the tone of her voice the looks in her eyes her body movements the the placement of her hands Like, you can already tell that this is a woman in despair. Mm -hmm. And you can see, like, the sadness and and the despair and, and, uh, you know, the the lack of hope in her eyes, which I thought was beautifully done by the actress and and whatever kind of direction Mm -hmm. that she got in her acting. I mean, it was just phenomenal to see. And we learned that she had been engaged or, or she had a, a boyfriend uh Jacques mm-hmm. who works with her father and we see her go to a phone and call Jacques but she doesn't say anything and um all he says is like hello hello you know who is this and and hangs and up you can
5: tell this isn't the first well, time she's called him because of his yeah
2: Correct. And so, okay, so now let's pretend we're all going to the theater and we're waiting in line, we're waiting to get our tickets and all this kind of stuff. And then some random person approaches you and is like, Oh, my friend didn't show up. I've got an extra ticket. You want to come? Would you say yes?
3: Hello. Hello. yes. <laughs> I would say yes. You know what I'm saying? Cynthia was- will be
2: without her face in about six hours. I, so she mean, said you
3: know, yes. I don't know. I think I might. <laughs> I might. I might. I it's gonna just
6: like if I'm, in, if I'm in line to get a ticket right. and someone offers me a ticket, I guess you know it was better seats or you know more expensive seats, um, and I don't have to pay for it. I think, I might. Would say yes. And it's obviously,
3: and, a and I knew the movie if you're standing in line, right? right. So, in a, if right. I already knew that I was going to have to get a cheap seat right no, and then, no. I don't stand, and then she <laughs> y'all
2: asses would be without faces
3: and then no. she was the line. Yeah. so now i got
6: to skip i gotta skip all these people right and I, don't, I think i'm gonna take this
4: ticket it depends right. what, it depends on what the thing is. Like if this was if I was standing in line for like it or Black Panther or something like that or whatever new Marvel movie movie, <laughs> hell, I know we asked this question to anybody for like, yo, would you would you break line for a chick and she had better be yesterday tickets? Hell
3: <laughs> Yeah. But also also
5: keep in mind that's not when she got her. She got hurt right. right when she said, I have a room you can rent or some other stuff. So, exactly. this, it wasn't the issue. It was, And that's
6: when I would have been place. like, oh, no, ma'am, bitch, I don't know you.
5: <laughs> <laughs> you
7: know what's funny? I next into a car because someone's like, oh, yeah, like, I can pick you up and show you the place. I guess mm-hmm. I would have been dead a long time ago.
1: Uh. <laughs> I
5: would to went with her. That's yeah. that Canadian thing Cynthia's on. She That's realize.
2: too funny. When would you have realized something was wrong though? Like you are the girl in the passenger side of your best friend's ride. When would you realize <laughs> that it... I know. When would you realize that something is wrong? Like as you're starting to see all these trees and you're like leaving the city like because yeah. it...
3: late. Exactly. Yeah. it's Exactly. Like, where where we going?" Right. All right. That
4: dress. I need an address, like. I don't want no
6: surprises.
2: Because
6: <laughs> there was no Uber where is this, in where Paris G- where in 1960?
3: 1960.
4: It, 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 she never
5: told her where she was going. She said, "I right. oh, yeah. a place and right. I don't I play them outside games. outside of the mm-hmm. city." Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. I don't and the girl's like, games. "Well, where is it?" And she's like, "It's a little bit further. It's a little bit further." I would be like, "How much further? What's the street name? Like, what is the? <laughs> you know
4: what I mean?" Wait, we would not left the cafe unless I had an address, so I could sit At there and I'll be like Legionnaire. Look, okay. So she told me that this place is like. Here's the address. When we take off, you pull her right behind her. Like don't be, <laughs> don't, don't be but off.
2: She might back? not have had a car though. Remember, she's she was from Switzerland, and the Swiss are very neutral.
6: Uh Listen, she knew I need to know because, something about where I'm going. Yeah, I'm in this car. I'm asking these questions. You're not telling me. Well, let me tell you something. Can you put this call? I got to pee. And when I get out,
3: and when I get I gotta out, I am not getting back inside until you tell me what I'm going. Exactly. She did stop the car at one
2: point though, because the, the train, train
3: went by. Yeah, she,
1: like,
2: well, she could, could have out, opened the door out. and rolled. She,
4: something. Well, well, you know what, like duck and you. roll. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know what? When she kept describing the place, I would say when she kept describing the place, but it's a lot of trees, and you know, it's a lot of this. I'm like, well, what you what you're selling me, what you're giving me is secluded. I'm new here. I don't need to be secluded. <laughs> <because> <laughs> I don't know you like that. You
7: know, that's
4: a trick question. Mm-hmm.
2: What is? What's, a, What's trick question? a trick question?
7: Oh, do you have family around? Like,
2: yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: But she had her good Judy, though. Her good Judy, who came and looked. The only person who came to police said, "Y'all, my friend is missing. Mm-hmm. And she said she was with this woman, and she had this brooch around her neck. See, she'd have had an address, too. <laughs> she'd have had
7: something, like, no. She didn't even have a name, like, really. Right, it's like... Girl. Yeah. And well,
4: so... Me...
2: I'm, sorry.
7: I'm sorry,
4: Well, no, I was
2: going to say, they, get, they... Well, no, continue on. Uh, continue no, on. I, and then ask we'll go. this,
4: I was going to This is really a question. They said the blue-eyed girl murders, which means this is these have been going on for like a couple oh, wow. of wow maybe days or weeks. Or a oh, while, yeah. exactly. So it's not like she just disappeared. so that's what made me think like you went to the movie, I doubt that y'all went to a cafe right afterwards. No,
2: she because, said that she had uh gotten out of class and she apologized for mm, showing up late. Yeah,
4: so so she had time to sit this I met this nice woman at the thing and she was telling me about some place and everything and this is how she looks and you need to be over here with me. I've just been with somebody been with me at all times. Like I don't, I don't play them games. <laughs> I don't have time for them. <laughs> yeah. It also
5: goes back to how rare it is to have women
4: as the predator in a film.
5: Exactly. Right. If it's a woman,
7: your guard
3: is down a little bit. More. That's
2: true. Cynthia, you are a predator.
7: I am. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs>
2: So, okay, so they arrive at the Genesier estate, and uh, Dr. Genesier does his best riff-raff impression. Um, Exactly. (laughs) He was, like, over at the Frankenstein place. I don't know if anybody else noticed it, but it made me laugh. Mm -hmm. And so they arrive, and, and, like, the poor girl... Is like looking around, like, oh shit, what the hell did I get myself into? Because mm-hmm. I can't right. run that far.
5: <laughs> she was ready to go as soon as she got there. <laughs> right. right, absolutely. And how many dogs are here? How many dogs are here?
4: And the other like, you're well protected. No, how many dogs are here? Because that doesn't call me. They might be what the rabbits? I don't know. They might be rabbits. I mean, yeah. let me know something.
2: Poor Edna. Edna Gruber, mm-hmm. our little Swiss girl. And then as she's approaching, all the lights turn on. And then she, like, turns around. She's like, oh, hell no.
1: <laughs> right.
5: Ugh. And then she said something to the effect of, I want to get back to the city before it's too late. Yes. She did <laughs> reference that
2: she had a friend that was waiting for her. Yeah. The mm-hmm. she, she was here. Yes. And what's her face was like, <laughs> it's already
1: too late, girl. She was like, yeah. wow, it's she it's you're like, too, too late. Too late and... now. Exactly. Like, you better <laughs> just enjoy the on. port
2: before... <laughs> Things get worse. Mm-hmm.
7: <laughs> Is it just me? Did it remind anyone else of Get Out? Yes,
3: yes, writing? absolutely yeah. Yeah,
2: I know. I was screaming, "Get out,
3: baby!" That's <laughs> run, bitch! Run! Yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately, she it's got
5: chloroformed. When you see these films that sort of play on manners and how your manners can get you killed because you don't want to be rude but you have a bad feeling mm-hmm. but you know it's it's very interesting how we are conditioned to go against our first instinct like i'm in a situation i'm uncomfortable i just want to run for the door and go but i don't want to be rude so i'll stay and now i'm dead
2: mm-hmm. exactly
7: the world of the movie be rude leave Mm.
2: Exactly. But Not unfortunately, sure. Edna gets uh, chloroformed, and unlike on the Tingler, when uh, the body was light, Edna... Because Louise was struggling. I'm just
1: saying. <laughs> right.
5: Yeah, she, that body picked up some dust on the way to the garage. And it was two of them. The, both of them were getting... Her and the doctor took the body and each one of them were it was kind of like they were you would think he could just pick her up himself and carry her to the garage he should have no, chloroformed
2: he- her in the garage that would have saved them some trouble right.
5: but how do you get her to the garage cuz she doesn't Let me give you a tour
2: of the house
5: <laughs>
2: this is the garage
5: he could have said i'll i'll drive you home come to the garage and then chloroformed her mm.
2: exactly there you go and so the good doctor doesn't want to do the surgery until after dinner. Because I guess, you know.
7: He needs his energy. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Exactly. And so Christiane follows. And then we see where all the dogs are. And we have this really nice tender moment between Christiane and all of the dogs that are in these weird looking cages, in my opinion.
5: Yeah. mm they're yeah. actually fairly nice compared to some of the kennels yeah. I've seen. I was like, these yeah. are some high-end kennels that they got. Okay.
4: These are hey, the big cool. dogs. Some German Shepherds. They look <laughs> creepy to so me. Then the,
5: question, then the question comes in, why does he have all these dogs? And you don't find that out
3: till later.
1: Yes. I
7: was like, right. rich people go hunting all the time.
3: <laughs> right. A bunch of dogs.
2: And, and so Christiane yeah. takes off her mask and she approaches Edna too. Mm-hmm. I guess, you know, feel and touch what her new face could look like, but Edna wakes up, and we get our first, even though it's blurry, but our first look at what Christiane really looks like, and Edna lets out a big scream. What do we think of this, and what do we think of poor Christiane?
5: It was subtle. It wasn't, like, stuff hanging off or anything. It was actually very neat, the way it It was like a perfect... You could tell that he had been experimenting on her already. So, you know, it wasn't like, you know, creature feature. It was like, oh, she just doesn't have skin on her face, you know?
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Ramon, what about you? I feel like you had uh, something to say about this earlier.
6: You know, I I, I thought it was really cool because... um, once again, just everything about this woman's acting, her body language, her eyes. I really love this. So when she w- walks over and, and takes the mask off, and I was just like, oh, wow, okay. That's really how she looks. And, it, you know, it, it, it took me to some other movies that I've seen, but I liked it. And I think that when I think of, even though it was blurry, I think just the...
2: Uh, it was blurry? Wait, it What? Oh. Seemed-
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Excuse Why are you me, so
4: fucking blurry.
3: <laughs> I can't fool with y'all. First of all, I
2: like it. It's a new I word would... that we're teaching our Canadian friend, Cynthia.
3: What? Listen,
6: even though it didn't come across quite clear to see, we've only said a little bit. Y'all knew what I was trying to say. Y'all, saw I like it. I Whatever. It. So, I really liked it. And I—I—I—I I, 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 I don't say it scared me a little bit.
1: But
7: I was like, oh shit, this bitch unlit. So yeah. Like wow. That. Well, well, that's was really rude. There are kissing girls everywhere? She just needs someone to be like, you're beautiful. And mm. I think that's what the
5: needs connection. A face. That's what she needs. <laughs> exactly. She needs a face. <laughs> and I think
4: that's what the connection was with the dogs. They, you, you see how they came to her like without a problem. Like, you no, know, mm-hmm. they're probably hungry, no, but still. So. <laughs> They can smell
5: that raw meat coming from under <laughs> <them>. <laughs> Right.
7: Beef jerky. <laughs> That's
2: too much. So we see the surgery and I don't know if it was just me, but for like 1960, I thought this was pretty graphic in a good way.
4: Yes. yes.
3: Absolutely. Yeah.
4: Very. It's kind of funny because, you know, we just finished talking about, you know, the Tingler, and, like, I was talking about how body horror, that the Tingle gave was, like, the first instance of body horror, though, but I think that this one just took it to the next level. Yeah, Because, as you saw in most American movies up until that point, when they, any time blood came up, it was, like, a speck of, like, you know, some ketchup on the hand, you just put some mm. blood, like on, like, something like that, you got blood, but here they was cutting into the skin blood was flowing out from under the skin it was just like now that had my ass screaming over here like oh mm-hmm. no.
2: yeah is- it went from hitchcock to hostel
4: right. exactly <laughs> right yeah. and well i read up done. on that and they said that to avoid french censors they head to cut but they said you can cut but don't show too much blood and i was like hell i'm not worried about the blood i'm just like y'all are cutting into like human f- i'm not actually human flesh though but y'all are depicting somebody cutting into human flesh in a grotesque way i thought that was very ahead of the game at that point you know so mm-hmm.
2: yeah that was sure. intense
4: sure. although i did notice a little um
2: error because he had like drawn all over the like a circle around the face and a circle around the eyes. He didn't draw one around the lips, but then all of a sudden he he had cut around the
3: lips.
7: Yeah. That's true. He forgot. Yes. Well, as he
5: pulled the face off, you could see that they had gone around the lips, but they just didn't show it. So I guess when it came to the point where they're pulling the face off, they're like, oh, hold up, let's go back and redo the (laughs) The lips. It's just like a little imperfection.
2: Yeah, it was... It was gross as fuck, though. <laughs> in a good way. I love every bit of it.
5: I guess I didn't find it, like, gross. I didn't, like, look away. Um, I thought it was artful in the sense that it's showing you all this stuff, but it's not being, like, like you mentioned hostile. Like, you know, yeah. it, it's not torture porn, you know? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, yeah, although her
2: picking up random women was very hostile-ish.
6: It was right. <laughs> I love
5: hostile.
7: Was it just me or was it weird when she like tenderly wipes off like the one drop of blood?
2: Mm-hmm.
7: Like
1: that was so that I...
7: sweet. That was such a sweet moment.
3: Blot my forehead. <laughs> right. My forehead I don't is know sweating. If
7: she did it to be
5: sweet. I think she was just moving the blood so he could see what he was doing. But mm. <laughs> she did it so nicely.
7: <laughs> right. So. <laughs>
2: It's very yeah, elegant. very late. tender. Yeah. That's too much. And so we learn a little bit more about the dogs. I don't, although we don't get like the full story about the dogs, but we see that he collects stray dogs, uh, and we see one of the new dogs uh, get placed in one of those weird uh, S and M kennel things that he's got. <laughs> <laughs> they're just oddly shaped. It was very mm. weird. They are. It's like Hostile for the Dogs. It was very weird.
5: <laughs> it is like Hostile for the Dogs, yes. yes.
2: <laughs> and so we learn that Edna is still alive without a face.
5: With no face. Poor thing.
2: And um, basically he tells Louise, a.k.a. Sarah Paulson, you know, feed her, <laughs> give her something to drink, you know, and we'll figure out what we're going to do for her. And so she does just that. She brings her, it looked like it was a dog bowl, but I don't know what it was. But it looked like it was in one of those like doggy dishes. And um, she's going to feed her. But Edna has her own plan. Because I guess she saw Hostel. And she (laughs) bashes Louise's head with a wine glass. Not wine glass, with (laughs) a wine. um...
5: Now I need to ask, why wasn't she tied to the bed? (laughs)
6: <laughs> so that
3: she that's
5: true. Mm.
4: That,
2: she was that, on kinda, LSD. that kinda would have made sense. She was not on LSD. <laughs> Wrong movie, <laughs> Cynthia.
4: They probably said we are what we're doing <laughs> here is for um science and we're not what the how they say it? We're not savages. We're just doing this for science. And yeah, you know, so we're not going There you up. go. And
6: they probably <laughs> just didn't no. they they, not, they needed that kind of safety precaution. I don't know. Yeah. Well, she,
5: all right, so here's another question i love this movie but i love pointing out inconsistencies as well so they're treating etna very nicely they've wrapped her up all nicely they're feeding her whatnot so what happened to the other girl or the girls before that were they doing the same with them and just decided Mm. you know what we're just going to kill you or did they die during that right or exactly interesting.
6: interesting very good question
7: Remember, remember, the doctor was like, "Oh, I want to get this one one whole piece." So maybe he botched the less. Mm, that's
4: mm. true.
5: Oh, yeah, because
2: it seemed like he was um, chopping the face up piece by piece and sewing it up Frankenstein style. I guess I don't know. Right, kind of
3: Yeah. I guess
5: the longer the surgery, the higher the risk that something
3: will go wrong. If Absolutely. you're just like
5: cutting off one big chunk of a face then it was pretty quick and simple
2: <laughs> yeah so louise gets bopped in the head by the wine bottle and edna escapes into the house which that didn't make sense to me i'm all like all the way up those stairs. why right. are you going deeper into the house <laughs> right do right. you so, think they're not going to find you in their own house <laughs>
1: do we think she
5: was... all right now do we think she was trying to get away or do we think because she did end up Jumping and killing herself, or was she just looking for the highest point to kill herself?
6: I thought she was trying to get away. I thought she was trying to get away. Yeah, I thought That's she was trying to get mean. away
2: too, but then she killed herself. Right. Or maybe she, she was trying, was trying to escape red. through the window and then she accidentally fell. I guess
6: right. we'll never That's know.
4: Because she was, if she was trying to kill herself, I don't think she'd be screaming. You know,
6: I feel like her death was accidental. I don't think she yeah. expected yeah. to. You know.
5: I always got the impression that she caught a glimpse of herself in a mirror and then decided to kill herself after she saw what they did to her. But there was no mirror in the room that he went into after; it was just an open window.
2: Right. So, yeah. Mm. And so, did y'all think she was also going to go into the river? Because I did.
5: Um, I didn't really think about it. Hmm. I guess they figured the last body got fished out, and it's hard to explain more than one young woman without a face. So hey, right <laughs> I
6: mean, found. Like what the hell going
3: on? Exactly. Right.
7: Is it weird she was lighter after she died than when she was still alive? Yeah,
3: clearly. That's yeah, funny.
5: <laughs> Cynthia and these
7: body weights, how much experience right. do you have with dead bodies? That's what I wanna say. They know a lot <laughs> about I dead mean, bodies in Canada. <laughs> we just help around in Canada. <laughs>
5: help She's like, when I drag my dead bodies, they they're way heavier than that. Right,
3: right. That's exactly. too funny.
2: Did any of y'all think someone was gonna see them as they were um, pickaxing the uh, the crypt that uh, fake Christiane is in, where they end up d- dumping Edna's body?
3: Nah. No, no, not really. No, no I didn't. I take the chair.
6: <laughs> they, they probably didn't care either, right? But no, I didn't think that.
2: Hashtag privilege. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much.
5: It didn't pop into my head because it wasn't like they were on the lookout necessarily. They just like got there, he tossed the body to the secretary, opened the crib, opened the uh slab in the floor, took the body, tossed it down. It was very mechanical. Uh, did he slap her in this scene?
2: No, know. she only got slapped once. Yeah. Oh, okay. All
5: right. It feels well, like he slapped her again for some reason.
2: She probably oh, should yeah. have gotten.
5: <laughs> she she got emotional, I think, at one point, right? She was like, I can't do this again or something like that. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. think he slapped her. In this. He probably should have, but no.
7: When did I have time to put back everything?
2: Mm.
7: Hmm. That's true. Details, details.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. So Christiane's face transplant was a success for a hot second yeah. until uh-huh. Papa starts seeing that she's got rosy cheeks. And then he's like, oh, no. And then just we kept getting see- I know. And then we see the face decomposing.
7: And then he left like he noticed she had rosy che- cheeks and he's like, OK, I'll see you when I get back.
2: Right. He's got shit to do. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I mean,
6: at that point, he probably realized, okay, I don't fuck up again. I can't fix this. so yeah. It wasn't a priority for him at that point, probably. Yeah, yeah there was don't... nothing
5: he
7: could do at that point. Right. But yeah, but she probably had an infection. Oh, she had uh, to
4: have.
7: <laughs> she had to have. also
4: her face. Also in your face. Oh, my God. This is him describing it. Just hit me like... And I watch Doctor Pimple Popper every day, but it's just like this still heavy me gag. Like, also <laughs> in your mm. face,
2: Doctor Pimple like, Popper. <laughs>
4: yeah, mm.
7: that's so fun to but watch.
4: But to Cynthia's point, though,
5: he is doing surgery like in a basement full of like right. asbestos or something. So, it's very... but it's
4: attached to his apartment. That whole that that, that lab, his hospital, and all this stuff is supposed to be attached to the same to his house, to the to the mm. estate. But so he's, he in a garage
5: doing yeah.
4: like, right. surgeries.
6: It
3: couldn't have been that like, sanitary.
5: He's, yeah. like, right next to that dog. Like, he probably dog dander in the That's air true. and
3: That's all true. that
5: stuff. That's, That's probably true. why these surgeries aren't working out. Well, actually,
3: like... if
2: you think about it, she did go play with the dogs, and the dogs slobbered on her hands, and then she touched that girl's face.
7: Mm.
4: Mm. <laughs> yeah, that might have been a sabotage thing.
2: She's self-sabotaged.
7: Maybe she yes. didn't want to be beautiful. Aw. Mm. I think it
4: comes down to the point where it's like you have to ask yourself like is he doing this to really help her out or because mm-hmm. he keeps talking about like I I'm responsible for what happened to you so I have to fix this and then he's in the process of killing girls he he's feels remorse for that but it's he will also throw in they are going to say I can't do it it's like he's it's like he's trying to prove something prove a point yeah prove a point mm-hmm. instead well, of really taking
2: Okay. No, I was going to say, let's actually break that down a little bit more, because on top of all that you just mentioned, he's also experimenting on the dogs. He's mm-hmm. basically doing mm. fur grafting or, you know, skin grafting the dogs, you know, I guess a little patch of German Shepherd on the boxer, a little bit of a boxer on the collie, like right. he's mm-hmm. he's doing some interesting and unique experiments, I guess, in trying to perfect the uh, skin grafting
6: yeah and in, in his mind he probably has these twisted justifications for why he should continue on with what he's doing
5: right did anyone catch that scene where they're sitting there she's got her face on and they're talking about her like starting a new life at some point and he's like you should be really happy give me a smile she starts to smile he's like not too much
7: yeah. yeah yes <laughs>
1: right yeah
5: <laughs> like what the hell mm-hmm. <laughs> i guess he I it's interesting i mean he clearly because like when we first see him he's giving a lecture on transplanting tissue like this is what he does this is his job right and then also he caused this accident that hurt his daughter so I'm sure it's all mixed up in there, and he's probably mm-hmm. gotten to the point where he doesn't even know what his motives are anymore.
3: Right. That's true.
4: Know. Yeah. And I, I was going to also throw in the fact, I'm, for her, Christiane, I can't pronounce her name, say my name, but it's like, I guess she had a little bit of hope, but it's like, I can't call my boo. Even if I do, If, if the, even if this does work, you pronounce me dead to the world. Right. Exactly. And yeah, I can't yeah. go back to the man that I love, so what's the point?
7: Love is so overrated. Like,
4: <laughs> better party of one. What's going on over there?
2: <laughs> it's rough in Canada.
3: Love is overrated. So, a lot
2: of things happen, like, you know, subsequently that's really interesting and sets up, like, the final third of the movie. So, first up, um, Christiane ends up calling jacques again but this time she actually says his name jacques and he recognizes it and louise catches her and basically Christiane is like kill me because um you know i'm, I'm tired of all this shit right and then or i should say before that uh, edna's friend does report her missing and she mentions that the woman was wearing a pearl necklace almost like a choker and this girl was also there who was caught shoplifting and so when Jacques ends up showing up to the police and is basically like I heard her I heard her but Dr. Genesier you know is like no and this out of the other but I know it was her the 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 police officer is basically like, oh, you know, well, all these people, you know, are sure about this. You know, this person here, this person there, this person talking about a woman with a pearl choker. He's like, pearl (laughs) choker. And so he fills them in on some information. And so they end up hatching a plot or a scheme or an undercover sting using the shoplifting girl. And, um... The shoplifting girl is going to dye her hair, and she's going to check herself into the Genesier Clinic. And they're going to basically use her as bait to see if what Jacques is saying is true. Jacques works at the clinic, and so Jacques is going to keep an eye on her. And while all that's going on, Louise is looking around for a new face so what did you all think of this plot that uh was gonna happen because i thought it was interesting and i just i don't know maybe it's the times but i thought that the shoplifting girl was like really that's all i have to do and i don't have to go to jail like okay
3: let's go let's yeah (laughs) Mm-hmm. I, yeah, thought like, that, I thought that. thought was really. I thought that was just really shady. I was like, okay, y'all, let go, let her go. But now it's like, no, girl, we gonna take you in. However, <laughs> however, if you do this little thing, then you know now we really gonna let you go this time. Uh-huh. They
4: were full of shit. I cannot. Stand right. with <laughs> I was so over them. <laughs> like, I need y'all's ban. I need y'all's because y'all are not doing a damn thing about these murders. Y'all are like, how? Eh, I could be at home eating a baguette. I mean, something, something, something. Shout out to baguettes. <laughs> not a baguette. I know,
3: right?
7: <laughs> Don't
5: they have female police
7: officers that can go no. Not in? No. Out of the 1960s, <laughs> <laughs> apparently. <laughs> right. Wait, but it's so ridiculous that even before then, the guy's like, oh, take her home address in, in, in case of... I'm like, in case of what? Like, <laughs> right. what reason? Like... He wants to bang her yeah like do you not have a girlfriend <laughs> that's true Just shady people mm. <laughs> what did you all think of
2: that scene in the clinic with the little boy? I thought that was so random
3: that, it, it felt very random
4: with the officers with in, in this scene as well I can't remember no
2: Jacques was in the scene
4: Jacques, okay, that's probably probably try to like throw him off the scent of because he you got he already got suspicious that louise is involved somehow he knows that louise is you no know, i guess um dr uh what's the what's the guy's Genesier. name A is like you know that's louise's boss um so i guess it was just trying to show like um genesis is like A is humane you know what i'm saying look at how he takes care of this kid you know what i'm saying look at how he's trying to do all this stuff for this kid and I was like, I wasn't buying it, and you shouldn't either. <laughs> you know what I'm saying so. Right.
3: What do y'all think was wrong with the kid? Well, it, I mean, he clearly was having some kind of eye issue, and I just the only thing that I can glean from it is that they were trying to reestablish the fact that he does, you know, like transplants yeah. and things like that, because his, you know, because whatever he did to fix his eyes was not working. Properly, or, 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 at least that's the impression it was giving. You know, it was, it was, it had started working, but then there was some issues. So he can't fix anybody, basically,
4: oh right? My gosh. <laughs> so his, his his job may be on the line. That's probably why he's trying <laughs> to get this screen grab working. Right, right.
5: He's just terrible. Like, <laughs> it's not even a face transplant. Thing. You go in there with a stub toe, you lose your toe. It's like he's oh, a
1: geez. Bad <laughs>
2: Okay, so Paulette Merodon, the uh, shoplifting girl, she checks herself in. Let's talk about these contraptions and these flashing light bulbs that they
3: (laughs) they do to her. (sighs) Oh, right. It's like, what the hell?
5: Well, hold on. Can anybody remember what her symptoms were? What she said she was experiencing?
2: She was supposed to be having a migraine, but apparently whatever those tests were proved that she's fine. Mm -hmm.
5: Right. So by flashing lights on her face, they were like, oh no, you're not experiencing migraines.
7: Yeah, because aren't you sensitive to light if you have migraines?
5: Yes. Yeah, that makes sense.
7: So maybe he's not totally bad at his job.
5: I mean, he's Mm. good with healthy people. It's just.
1: Right. right.
4: Right. He's like, oh, you're fine. You're too. <laughs> but if you know, she wasn't helped, she had to be fine because that was his next subject. He was like, That's,
2: exactly.
1: <laughs> That's too funny. What?
2: So then we reach the climax to the movie. So uh, Paulette checks out of the hospital, but she makes sure that she has uh, a witness that she's checked out. She calls uh, back home and is like, I'm Mm -hmm. checking out. I'm on my way. Yeah, Yeah. I think she
4: called her mother.
2: Yes. Her mom. And so she... she...
7: Mm I thought she called the cops because that's how they showed up.
4: Yeah. the mom. Oh, okay. Okay.
7: No, I feel like she faked that she was calling her mom and called the cops. This is what I was thinking, because they showed Maybe. up. Mm.
2: I can dig that story, too. And So she heads on over to the bus stop, but there's Louise. I'm going your way. How the fuck do you know which way she's going? She's That's going different. to the bus stop. <laughs> oh my
7: God.
6: Are you going to drop her said, off at the bus stop? I said the same thing to myself. How the fuck should I the girl was going?
7: We always put our addresses on hospital forms. I'm just giving this movie benefit of a doubt here. But how would Louise have seen it?
6: Right, and that's HIPAA confidential. Violent. Right, exactly. That's confidential.
1: <laughs> yes.
6: I don't what I have
1: to HIPAA, HIPAA, <laughs> the HIPAA <they> were... <laughs>
2: <laughs> So, unfortunately for Paulette, she got captured because she's getting the pencil drawn on her face. But... The doctor is interrupted by two police officers at the clinic. And this is where I got confused. Yes! So the clinic is on the same grounds where the house is?
7: Yeah. Yes, of course. I the ride. I know.
2: Well, I guess it was the whole, you know, I'm going to take you away from here. But then, like, they brought her back.
7: Yeah.
5: You didn't notice when that car made a U-turn. She was like, <laughs> she was already knocked
2: out with the chloroform, I guess. That is true. Maybe. I
5: know it's dark outside, but damn, you didn't see yeah. the car turning a U? U.
2: Yeah, but then we had this whole thing with the cops, and you know, he's like, oh, but she left, and like, oh, here, here's the paperwork. The paperwork says that she left, so she left. Okay, mm-hmm. bye, bye, cops, bye, bye. She left
7: right,
4: right.
2: And they're like okay right. she left
7: oh god oh and they left her there they were going they left her like you put this girl yeah. in this
3: right and- exactly
7: uh- <laughs> Okay, this
4: is my issue with this whole entire plan, and why I just said the cops need to be canned. They need to be fired because you right. were, your plan was for this, like, y'all. Y'all help me out here. Your plan was for this girl to infiltrate the hospital, infiltrate the hospital, and then get cooked as a patient. And then when she sit there and tells you because like what Cynthia says. Because I think that's what happened. She told them that I'm calling my mom because why would you sit there and tell the reception, I need to call the police station. Mm-hmm. Right. She red so she told her, I'm calling my mom. <laughs> call the police station. She said, okay, I'm leaving now. Which means somebody's asking to be on the bail for me. Right. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just waiting somebody to be out here. <laughs> so she gets scooped up. And they come up and tell her, oh, she left. I told her to catch the bus. Well, she's gone home and you're just sitting here letting your little heart get get, get the best of you you'll, you'll get over it eventually let's go home mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm like i said that uh, I was the ups plan. no let me take that back the plan wasn't stupid it was just executed badly on the cop side
6: right
4: because you because they try to i think they try to give the girl off being like a little airhead but she wasn't she followed everything to the teeth <laughs> yeah, yeah
3: yeah but they should she have had a know, a cop. she just she had no clue what the hell she was walking into. they
5: should have had an undercover had cop it. ready for her
3: when she got exactly. discharged. but hold on wasn't
5: the wasn't the point of the plan to put her in harm's way to say like if something happens to her now we know that there's oh to no good. <laughs> Wasn't that the whole point, but that, right? And you know, know, when something yeah. happens to her, they're like, "Oh, okay,
3: I guess, all right, bye." But right, bye. right. Now that she got her face cut off, yeah. Now we know some shit going on. That's <laughs> too much.
2: <laughs> the part that I thought was very suspicious of that scene was Doctor Genesier was like watching them leave because, like, Jacques ends up leaving with the police because, like, um, I guess Genesier was like, you know, Jacques, you know. Escort them out, you know, make sure they leave the property. And oh, but then, oh. like, Jacques has this whole conversation with them, like, shaking hands and everything. And I'm like, I thought they were gonna make something of that, but they exactly. didn't.
7: No, French people are very polite, oh, okay? Because <laughs> I thought Cynthia Jacques would know.
4: downstairs and be like, Did y'all find her? Did, did, did we lose her? Did, like, did y'all have a, fa- a factual that she got on the bus and went home? Did y'all get a call from her from home? Like, right. Yeah. It was like, oh, I guess you're <laughs> right, cops. I guess I'll go home. and
3: Right. That was, was know, like, so. no follow-up to make sure that the girl was okay. I Met mean, no I plan. The, okay, girl, go there. <laughs> like, yeah, we just go send you in here, and, uh, yeah, we'll see how it all works out. Oh, she went home. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, damn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can't call her yeah. follow-up on the bitch, you know? <laughs> it's yeah,
4: like, it's she wasn't supposed to go home. We supposed to be up <laughs> with her and ask her what happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the part of the plan that you just dropped completely. Oh, we missed Girl, her? Okay, Let me
3: know you made it home. I mean, something.
2: <laughs> that's too funny. So the film ends uh, with a whole bunch of stuff happening within, like, the span of five minutes. So Paulette, the shoplifter, wakes up, and she's, like, strapped down And uh, Christiane ends up freeing her, even though Paulette is freaked out. But I guess anybody would be freaked out with the the girl with the mask comes at Uh you with like a little teeny tiny knife. But then Christiane uses the teeny tiny knife to stab Louise in the neck, and somehow that that kills her. Can you die from a stab in the neck? Yeah, if you stab
7: in the
6: right spot.
7: Yeah, I guess she stabbed
2: her in the right spot.
7: And they, she's been watching surgeries for a while now, so she right. probably knows. Mm-hmm.
2: But usually, don't the people, like, die from the stab in the neck when they pull the thing out and then they bleed to death?
7: Maybe, um, fear. So that's the where you stabbed the man In shock. And she mm. got a tingle.
2: She had a tingler <laughs> inside her.
3: There you go.
7: <laughs> Killed her. Yeah, because she went way. down
2: fast.
7: Pourquoi? Pourquoi? She <laughs> scream.
2: Yes. And yeah. so... Paulette was the only rational human being in this whole movie because she ran and she didn't look back.
3: (laughs) I know that at all. (laughs) She didn't run upstairs.
2: Yeah, she ran out. And uh, then Christiane opens all of the dog cages Mm -hmm. and uh, the dogs end up attacking Dr. Genesier. That looked like that was the, 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 the dog the most recent capture that attacked him first. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then all of them attacked him and they all mauled his face uh, appropriate <laughs> enough and then uh, Christiane frees the doves we really didn't see the doves and or why they were there mm-hmm. but there were doves there and she frees them and one of them lands on her shoulder and then or, or her hand or something and then she ends up traipsing through the woods at night and then it says finn
1: Mm-hmm.
6: One thing I thought was yeah. so interesting, though, was with the dogs. It seemed as if at one point it seemed as if they were not just attacking him, but it seemed like some of them were attacking each other. Yes. Yeah.
5: Well, they're like wild dogs, so I, I, yeah.
1: I mean, I feel like they're just like
5: wrestling around, but they were definitely going for him because oh is, yeah, just definitely cutting them up for exactly. An long.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, and with Christian. It's clear that she snapped, but um, think? From, from, the, <laughs> from the second <laughs> yes. she stabbed old girl, I was like...
2: Sarah Paulson.
5: What? Sarah, really <laughs> Sarah. Because I couldn't really understand why she would kill her. She wasn't behaving like... She pretty much just asked, Christiane, what are you doing? We're going to give you a new face. And she just stabbed her in the net. Pourquoi?
2: So, Pourquoi?
5: I, yeah, I mean, c'est la vie, but she was like, oui. no, it, I guess in her mind, she was just sort of freeing them all. Yeah. She was freeing this lady from that. She freed the girls. Oh, freed yeah. The dog, she freed the doves. Um, it, even in a way, I, I don't know if it was intentional. I, I don't think she knew the dogs would go for her father or even where her mm-hmm. father was at that point. Mm-hmm. But in a way, it's like I'm freeing him as well. And then at the end, she kind of freed herself. Um,
2: oh, you're I feel like... you two getting all metaphorical? Being... I like it. <laughs> what did y'all think of the way the film ended? With her just like traipsing through the forest
4: with
3: the I liked it. it was a I great. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was delightfully odd. Kind of like the opening music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
5: I like endings to films in general that don't spell it out to you what happens after Yes, yes. Um, There is a cheap sort of thing that can happen where, I mean, this isn't a movie, but it's like the most popular reference I can come up with, like at the end of The Sopranos when -hmm. it just sort of cuts to black and everybody's all upset because they're like, what just happened here? Um, That I feel is kind of cheap. Like rather than in the story, you're just kind of like cut off and you're like, all right, we're done. But this is sort of an ending that's open-ended. It's ambiguous. You can infer what you would like. You know, maybe she did kill herself. Maybe she went off and, you know, lived her life in the woods with the birds and, like, Snow White or something. Maybe she, uh, you know, I mean, it's up to you and your imagination to figure out what happened to her. I like these types of
4: endings. I co-sign all of that. Yep. I'm Look at concerned.
2: Donovan being agreeable.
5: <laughs> <Always laughs> oh my I mean, if you don't agree with me, you're usually the one that's wrong, so...
7: Um, excuse you. Oh, my...
1: <laughs> uh. Alright,
7: let's
2: check in to see if this film has been nominated and or won any awards. And, to be quite honest, I couldn't find any.
7: What? I'm offended. What?
5: <laughs> from, the impression, from the impression I got from this film or the reading I've done on it, when it came out, uh, it was received in a very sort of lopsided way. Um yes. A lot of people were not feeling it. Some people maybe were. And it didn't really gain esteem until decades later when people were like, oh, this is actually kind of a cool movie. Um, so I don't think it probably would have gotten any awards when it came out.
4: Yep, and they had so many censors to look after, because they said that they had to make sure to not show too much blood for the French censors. Then for the American censors, they couldn't show, I want to say, too much gore. Um, And for the German censors, they couldn't show Genese being a mad scientist to offend the German censors, which I was like, that just sounds so fucking insane. Excuse me, because... Not all Germans are mad scientists. I don't know what they got different. Um, <laughs>
2: yeah, for the then American then, censors, it was um, the animals getting tortured.
4: Animals getting tortured. Okay, and I know it's from a book, and they said that they took a lot of liberties from the book, or something like that. So the. Scene where Edna's getting her skin peeled off her face, that was actually used in this compilation from this group called Seven Factor. They take clips from all these horror movies and put them to this horrific music that they uh, make. And so I remember this scene. I'm like, I saw that before. So it I guess it has some significance in um, classic horror, and I just missed it. So, but now you learn something new every day, and I'm caught up, and I'm happy about it. So. Oh, that's but. really interesting.
2: Now, as far as the Rotten Tomatoes Fresh Meter, this film is uh, 98% certified fresh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Do you disagree with that, Donovan? No.
5: Oh. I do not disagree with that. I think it's a great movie. I think it's one of those movies that kind of expands on what horror or what the horror genre can be. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, when you think of classic horror, you think of, like, obvious movies like Rosemary's Baby, Halloween, The Omen, The Exorcist. Those are very... Overt. Medea's
2: Family Reunion. Stop! <laughs> ah!
5: <laughs> mm. um, oh, you think of them as having this very sort of uh, architectural evil presence. You know, this is evil, is coming for you. With this film, it's much more nuanced. No one's really evil in this movie. Uh, Everybody's conflicted. Everybody's flawed. um, And these are the types of movies that I think You're sort of, like, on the line between sort of psychological suspense, and I would say kind of, it's similar to, like, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, or uh, maybe in a more modern sense, Black Swan. These are movies that have horror elements to them, but aren't outright horror. They are exploring the human psyche and people's, you know, inner demons and whatnot, and it's it's not as fantastical, even though in this movie you have, like, people's faces getting removed and put back on and whatnot. There is a universe in which you could see this happening in real life, you know? Yes. Like,
1: yeah.
5: it would take a series of incredible events, but you could see it happening and people really behaving this way. So it's yes. a more realistic form of horror.
4: I'm clapping with all the everything he just said. He just <laughs> solved it. Mm-hmm. That was that was that was good. That was awesome. Thank you.
2: I approve. All right, <laughs> let's give out our own awards since we are here in the ballroom, and let's start off with uh, the ingenue, well,
5: Christian. Yes. 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 Yeah, Christian. Yeah.
2: Who's the I diva? Agree. Oh, and... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who did you say? <laughs> Edna. Uh, Dr. <laughs> Genesier. Yeah,
4: I was going to say Dr. Genesier.
7: Wait, but what about those two old ladies?
3: Oh, yes, they were oh, good. Oh, yeah, they were, they were fierce, yes.
2: <laughs> they were.
3: The shop.
2: No, they were the feminist icons.
7: Oh, okay. Oh,
3: wow, okay.
2: Yeah, I like it. What was the slap of the night?
7: Come on. <laughs> oh,
3: absolutely.
2: What was the kill of the night?
6: Um kill. I like when the dogs killed the god killed the doctor. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. yeah. He shook his ass real nice. <laughs> yeah.
2: What was the moment that made you gag? Oh. Taking mm-hmm. the skin cool. off her face? Yeah,
5: The shot of the doctor and what the dogs did to him, like, was very brief. but it was much more graphic than anything you saw with Christian or the surgery. like they tore his ass.
3: Mhm.: They did.
4: Let's tear your ass, Leon from Leon. Let's get you Let's, do it, let's just scream it <laughs> on you. What's up under this skin right here? Let's see what's up under here.:
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> What was the shadiest moment? Um, Them smile,
5: pops
3: abandoning what's her face, right? Hey, <laughs> abandoning <it>, <laughs> oh. that girl,
7: but then she said smile, but like not too much. I like that one
2: <laughs> the smile comment, yeah.
7: Yeah, that was horrible. Yeah, that
2: could have been off. the read of the night, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> Very true. What was the I can't believe I just saw that moment?
4: Oh. I would say the removing of the face, yeah, actual for that time period when we're so used to things shining away from showing right. anything graphic, it was just like, damn, they did that back in 1960. That remind myself that this is the French, this is not Americans. Um, this this was not up to code for the American movie system at the time. <laughs> so you know, right, right. So that would be I can't believe just seeing it.
5: I'm going to go back to them cops abandoning that girl. I'm like, really? <laughs> right, Why
1: exactly. I'm <laughs> <laughs> stuck on that. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a tie. That. I would
4: give that a tie. Right. Uh,
2: what was the That's So Retro moment?
3: Ooh. I mm. don't oh, know. The coats. Uh, the, all those coats. You know what? I was okay. going to say the coats and the cars. That's a good <laughs> yeah. one.
4: What was the fashion period. Yeah. The fashion Yeah. The hairstyle. Mm-hmm.
3: Good thing. Yeah, because that first raincoat that Louise had on, that was the business. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's,
5: a, that's,
3: my, that's her dump-a-body coat. Pick
5: up girls' coat.
2: That's too funny. So now it's time to rank the film with our special categories. You can uh, select one, or you can mix and match. The five categories are Screamer, Films that are filled with scares, Gutbuster, films that are grotesque. Eye Popper, films that are visually impressive. Gravedigger, films that lack scares. And The Mind Blower for overall best in show. Let's start off with you, uh, League Janeiro. Uh,
3: this was a Gut Buster for me. It was uh, didn't have any scares, but it definitely had some grotesque moments in it.
2: Ramone.
6: I want to give it um, Eye Buster and an Eye Popper. I think from the grotesque aspect of it, of course, um, but also I just like some of the advancements that I felt like from 1960. Um, so yeah, that's why I picked those categories.
2: Shout out to the eyebuster Gutbuster <laughs> <laughs> Gut Buster and Eye Popper.
5: I'm making them my own category.
2: I like it. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> Mark, <laughs> w- what about you?
4: Um, gutbuster for the, I would say gutbuster and eye popper for the the removal of the face because again it was like I was not expecting that for that time period and a scream sc- a screamer, mm-hmm. because I was screaming at the screen when the cops was like. Well, I guess we can go home now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was screaming, like, are you serious? Are you kidding me right now? Yeah,
2: Donovan?
5: So I'm going to say Eye Popper because visually, I think there was a lot about this film that was not necessarily ahead of its time, but that holds up. It still stands up to this day. Um, it was done in a very simplistic way that still sort of gets you into it. And then I'll also say Mind Blower, because I think it. Is, I mean, you have to go back a little ways after it initially came out to really see its influence, but it is a game-changer as far as the horror field goes. You didn't really get very many complex horror movies before this sort of genre was born.
2: Cynthia?
7: Okay, I'm going to go with iPopper. Just because it was very aesthetically pleasing. I can't say that word to save my life. But it was just beautiful to look at, to watch. And mind-blower as well. Because, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by the movie. I thought it was going to be like, has anyone seen The Exorcist now? And you're just like, I can't believe that scared me. Like, it's so ridiculous. That's what I was expecting when I went in. But I was pleasantly surprised.
2: So, yeah. Nice. I'm going to give it a gut buster because I thought the uh, surgical scenes were really gross in a good way. I I thought they did a really great job. And uh, I'm going to go with Mind Blower because I just thought it was a phenomenal movie as a whole. And uh, since all of you kept on mentioning it, I will throw in Eye Popper just because it was visually stunning. As well. It was a uh, beautifully shot film and everything, like the costuming, the sets, like it was just really nice to look at. So I can agree with all of you. Now it's time to rate the film on a scale of 1 to 10 hotel room keys. The point system is allowed. And uh, let's start off with you, Cynthia.
7: You can have all 10 keys and come back anytime. Oh. Oh
2: wow, okay. Doors unlocked.
5: <laughs> yeah.
7: <laughs> you <laughs> don't need z- the keys. <laughs>
2: That's too funny. Why Cynthia? Why ten?
7: It's just like like I said before, like it's a movie that I see myself watching like ten years from now and not judging myself for finding it so good. It was just that good.
2: Nice. Donovan will judge you though.
7: Yeah, probably. It's okay. He gets no keys. Oh.
2: <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> All right, Donovan. What about you? How many hotel room keys?
5: I'll give it ten. Um, for the time it came out, how different it was, and how it stands up, and even with like, because we're sitting around nitpicking and like, there's like this that doesn't make sense, and then there's that or whatever. But none of it really takes away from the overall effect of the movie. Um we were talking about another movie recently that I felt like the special effects. I give it many, many negative points Later. even though I enjoyed <laughs> the idea of the film. This all the little teeny tiny things took nothing away from the wonderful direction, the great performances, and the story itself was really, really good. And like I said, it's on the edge there it's not like a classic horror you know it's it can it blurs the lines
2: all right i know you like it i know you want it no no you like it sorry but there was a little hateration in the dancery or in the dance (laughs)
3: soiree
2: as it should have (laughs) been But um, we have ten hotel room keys again, so we're, we're we can have a key party soon.
4: Yeah.
2: Ow, Mark. What about you? How many hotel room keys?
4: I'm gonna give it ten as well. Like I said, oh. it was something that I could. I, I wish I could have had as many viewings of it as Donovan has because um, it stands out. It can. It must it be like one of those Af- Hitchcock presents. Moved like on um, the TV series, mm-hmm. like you can see that being like aired as one of those, you know, early um in the mid, well, late fifties, early sixties. But yeah, I just love it. And again, like Donovan also said, he just took all my answers. So whatever Donovan Sorry. just said. That's what I have to say for it because it does stand the test of time. I do want to show it to my um, sister and whatnot, and because she's also into horror movies, and just get bring more awareness to it. Because I swear to God, I did not know about this movie. All I saw was that one little clip, and it was an obscure YouTube video or something. <laughs> um, that's why I have to give it a ten. I like it,
2: Ramon. What about you? Are you on the hype train with all the ten room key people, or are you so, on the sidecar? So here's the thing. Well, oh. so here's the thing. So Is it the sidecar. It, oh. well,
6: initially, um when I was when we were given this movie, um, I've seen a few foreign films. I've I'm not big on them. Um, but I have seen a few that I tend you to, like. Like to well, so <laughs> You don't like to
2: read the screens?
6: Well not so much you don't like to read, I I really don't like to be bothered. So like even when I watch TV I can't stand close caption. Like I just don't like it. So um <laughs> I went to watch the movie thinking I wasn't going to like it. I just said, I'm not going to like this crap. What is this? But I'm going to be a good sport and watch it. Um, nothing about the movie scared me. Nothing about none of the movies so far have scared me. But I feel like this movie had every aspect that I like to see in a horror film. I like the the some of the simplicity to the movie. I like, you know, everybody brought up the fashions and things like that. I enjoyed that. I really appreciated the actress who played Christiane. She was my favorite character in the movie just simply because just her acting really came from just facial expressions and body language. I like the storyline of the movie. So for me, because I went in with low expectations, but I was highly impressed, I would give it 10 room keys.
3: Oh. See, he did a little psych out for us.
5: (laughs) (laughs) We thought you were going
2: one
3: direction, then you went back to the
2: other. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Legionnaire, um, are you on the hype train?
3: I I am not. Um, I'm I'm going to give this choo choo uh, motherfucker. For me, for me, for me, it was eight and a half. And a half. Oh
7: Lord! Uh,
3: I enjoyed. We have a new eventually. Russian judge. I really did, but there were there were some things that happened in the movie that kind of took me out of it. So, but, uh, which were? But I, um, well, the whole, the whole plot with, with the girl, that just, that just, that bothered me so much. Paulette. just like, y'all, y'all left this, yeah, y'all left this poor girl to, to die, basically. And that was just weird. That was just weird to me. I, <laughs> Let it go. That, that stayed, that stayed with me, but, uh, but you know what this is the movie that I will watch again uh with no problem and will enjoy again'cause i didn't I definitely enjoyed the movie, so yes,
2: we have a new Russian judge <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Donovan, you gave it to him
5: i mean i i you know I give props where props are due, so. thank you.
2: There you go. Well, I am on the hype train. <laughs> Choo-choo, motherfuckers. I give it ten hotel room keys. I really enjoyed this movie. I'll be honest, I had no idea this movie existed before I started mm-hmm. to sort of research horror movies and, like, classic black-and-white horror movies, you know, in preparation for this podcast series. And uh, I really had no idea what I was going I didn't really know what to expect and I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And, um, I can lavish an immense amount of kudos to the actress that played Christiane because she sold it with, uh, you know, basically not even showing any facial expressions, just the eyes and the body movements and things like that. So she really took this film to the next level. And, um, the grotesque nature of the film, the the storyline, like everything about it was just really good. And even though, as uh, I believe Donovan and and well, all of you, I think sort of mentioned it, you know, there were little plot things that we could sort of nitpick, but um, overall, it was just really, really good and satisfying, and um, bizarre French carny music and all. It, I mean, it was it was just fun. It was a good movie. <laughs> So, ten from everyone except
1: Legionnaire. Mm
2: -mm -mm. So, on that note, (laughs) please drag your bodies away from the ballroom and prepare to check out. Join us next time for a brand new installment of Horror Hotel. Once again, here's one of our bellhops with a few special announcements.
0: Good evening. We thank you for your patronage. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash P C R Horror Hotel. Follow Panpichulo Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Panpichulo Radio. For more information on Horror Hotel, visit Panpichuloradio.com slash Horror Hotel. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at punpichuloradio.com. Help support Panpichulo Radio financially by visiting go.fund.me.com slash radio Are you interested in joining the Panpichulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at punpichuloradio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Panpichulo Radio programs by visiting panpichuloradio.com archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Punpichulo Radio's Horror Hotel and subscribe. We hope you've brought your death certificate. Make final arrangements now.
2: <laughs> Thank you, my fellow Horror Hotel team. Please wish the hotel guests and the listeners a good night.
3: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It's nice to be
2: well. Thanks for tuning in. You may have checked into the horror hotel, but who says you're allowed to check out? Good night.
4: I just thought it was... I've never heard this movie until we started, you know, prepping for the show, and I kind of feel bad about that, um, but the scene where they took the... Oswald,
2: the is like, Ramon, you're blowing into the microphone or something. Hello, Ramon. Yes. Okay, careful. There was something going on on your end with the microphone.
4: Oh, I know
2: that. Okay, uh, continue on, Mark.
4: The, lost my train of thought.